614. I love that. Our area code 614. <laughs> yeah, call it 614. That's going to be awesome. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tom. This is the 119th episode of the Small Scale Life Podcast. And in this podcast, we're going to talk to Drew Sample about pivoting business strategies. Who's Drew Sample? He's a small business owner from Capital City Greens in Columbus, Ohio. He's a fellow podcaster at thesamplehour.com. We're going to catch up and talk about small business today. In case you're new to Small Scale Life, we are dedicated to help Helping you find contentment and joy through intentional living. Talking about pivoting business, right? Wink nudge. We talk about health and fitness, financial freedom, minimalism, and simple living, and building community. There are a ton of blogs, podcasts, and platforms out there, and we are so thankful that you are here today. It's our goal to inspire you to learn, do, grow, and get a little better every day. Now, some of you have been wondering how you can support Small Scale Life. Great question. I can help you with that. To support us, why not spend some of your money on products that you'll be buying for someone special in your life, especially with the holidays coming up? Head on over to Small Scale Life's online store at kit.com slash life. Link is in the show notes. There you can find all kinds of books, kitchen items, garden items, and other things that we use in our Small Scale Life. It's like Santa's workshop there, right? It's all tied to Amazon. It's really cool. It works great. So one item I'm recommending this month is local author Aaron Clary's book titled Poor Richard's Guide to Retirement. It provides a way forward for everyday Americans by providing some practical advice that we are trying to practice here at Small Scale Life. Stuff like reducing expenses, practicing what I call essentialism, and Julie would call it minimalism, and developing that side hustle. Check out that audiobook on Audible and attend the car college with me because I listen to a lot of books as I travel around the state and do my work. Again, check out kit.com slash life for this book and other products. Let me ask this question. Do you remember your dreams of who you would be and what you would be doing when you were young? Do you remember what someone would ask you when they say, what do you want to do when you grow up? I can tell you, I wanted to follow my dad's footsteps and play football in the NFL. Things happen. Life came at us fast and ended up following a completely different path. And I finally found something that I really love. Just like when you're dreaming when you're young, the same thing happens when you start a massive project for a client or start a business. You have this dream of doing something great and building something meaningful. And then life and reality happen. As a chief of staff of the Prussian army before World War I said, no battle plan survives first contact with the enemy. This is the absolute truth. Whether it's your dreams, your goals, your business, you need to be ready to change and adapt as the battlefield changes in front of you. Some opportunities present themselves, others fade. This is critical to understand for our business. We have to start pivoting business strategies to take advantage of those opportunities. So in this episode, Drew and I are going to talk about pivoting business strategies, get into what he's doing, where he's been. It's been a while since he's been on in season one, episode 10, I believe. We got a link in the show notes. So he was really on early in our small scale life. He was my second interview. So he's come a long way. Things have changed a lot. So let's catch up with Drew. Again, thanks for tuning in. And here we go. All right, everybody. Today, I have a really great guest. I have probably the second interview I did. Don't you think? I think it was my second interview. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. So I have a very familiar voice to those of you who are bouncing around the podcast world into urban farming and, and market farming. I have the one and only Drew Sample from the SampleHour.com on the, the Small Scale Life podcast. Welcome to the show, Drew. Thanks. It's good to be back, Tom. Huh? Yeah, it's been a while, my friend. Yeah, man. We used to do shows together, and then I then life got real, and uh, I had to I had to quit doing so many shows, and I start focusing on uh, 
life. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I had a, I, I I didn't have a job anymore, so I had to actually get to work. You so had you to get some, hang out as much. You're right. You had to get some money coming in the door to survive. That's, I mean, that's right. I mean, hey, that's all right. That happens. Otherwise, because uh, we were doing, yeah, we were doing the healthy lifestyle podcast part of uh, small scale life. Yeah. And then, uh, are you down? What's your weight at now? Are you? Are you? Uh, are you Oh, we were going to talk about that a little <laughs> later, but yeah, um, yeah, we can jump into that. Why not? Um, down with my weighted doll. Um, it didn't work as I thought. <laughs> uh, not really down. Um, I am actually Julie and I've been talking about this quite a bit. We're gonna we're gonna kick off another um, fitness challenge thing around the first of the year uh gonna incorporate michael bell uh my plans did not work out as planned i think you know we all come up with a plan and then god laughs sometimes and it just didn't you know i didn't put in the work and i didn't stay focused and uh i need to get my rear in gear and um i've actually i've been teasing this thing called the dom 100 project you know and it's yeah. and it's the the whole my whole journaling about this whole push and um, you know I, I 2018 I I was doing really good when we were doing our stuff together and then 2018 it just kind of went you know it, it kind of fell off the table so um, we're bringing sexy back we're gonna be kicking up and starting that over again and uh, just trying to be real <laughs> and not. <laughs> You know, you you go hog wild, so to speak, and and then you kind of burn yourself out, and that's kind of what happened to me. And it's excuses, of course. I know half of the audience are rolling their eyes. It's all excuses, but um, you know, I just wasn't keeping it real, and I was, you know, it just, I just kind of blew it. So, well, look, it's good to know why you didn't do something. Yeah, I mean, like people can say they're excuses, which yeah, they are, but they're still reasons. They're yeah. still, uh, you know. There's ways to avoid them the next time. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you look good, man. You must have, you're down some weight. Yeah, I think I'm down. I got up to like 297. Mm. And uh, then I got down to like 252. Oh, that's great. But, but I put on a little bit of weight just because I've been working out, focusing a lot more on exercise and diet. Mm. Like just focusing on feeling good. Like I don't, like it's kind of getting back to rebooted body. Yep. And like just the idea that, look, avoid this food most of the time, but don't, don't turn eating into a chore. Like make it, make it be eat real food, but at the same time, make it be fun. Make it be something you enjoy. Right. Right. And, and I've kind of adopted the motto, uh, recently low and slow, you know, I mean, my knees, uh, gosh, last August, August of last year, my knees just went, to, they went to hell and, uh, it really kind of reduced my, um, you know, walking was even a pain at times. And I got this brace around the first, the, uh, eh, about March of this year for my left knee. Yeah. I got a lot of arthritis in there and everything, but, um, swimming has been great. Biking is very good. Walking can still be a, um, trouble after a while, you know? So I've got arthritis in both my knees. So I've had to come up with different ways to attack it. And, um, you know, swimming and biking and even, even low impact stuff is going to be the way to go. And, uh, um, you know, this year it's just, it's been another crazy year, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. DDP yoga, man. And I, I just, I've been really focusing in yoga in general. So I oh, did yeah? DDP yoga. And then, uh, I found this one dude, Tristan Gatto. He's, uh, he's, I like, he, he's like a physical, it's kind of like if a professional uh, PT assistant kind of took a similar approach as Diamond Dallas Page to yoga, but instead of being like a pro wrestler that just kind of figured things out, mm-hmm. he's like a guy that kind of comes from like the backgrounds of mixing physical therapy with yoga. So yeah, and high intensity interval training. So I've been actually need like I, I was supposed to do a workout yesterday, but I didn't. So I'm gonna I've been pretty committed to to that program. So I'll probably get back on, on the, on the wagon with that. Um, I think think that's great. I think that's today. Yeah. Yeah, I took a day off Sunday yesterday. I didn't get it done, but I have like two 20 minute workouts I need to do. Yeah. I mean, um, and it's possible, you know, um, everything is possible. I was, uh, scrolling through my Instagram feed last night and a guy down in Australia, he, he had pretty much for the last year and a half, just, been dedicating himself to working out and and he was 
he was shorter than us, I think, but he had bulked up to about 200 pounds and, you know, he, he worked out solid for a year and a half, just documenting everything, documenting what he was eating. And, and he, I think he just won some kind of a, like a bodybuilder, um, Contest, yeah, contest down there. Yeah, yeah. And he calls himself the Fit Farmer. Now, I know in, in the U.S. Oh, there's a Fit Farmer Mike, guy. Uh, it's Mike something, right? That guy, Mike. Uh, Moik. Moik. Um, Moik. <laughs> is, is Moik. Mike Dickinson. I, I, Mike Dixon, maybe? No, uh, no that's, the guy, that's the guy in the U.S., I think. this. Yep, that's the guy in yeah. the U.S. This is a different dude. Um, shoot, I just saw him last night. Anyway, maybe it's the Fit Farm. I don't know. But uh, yeah, we're gonna have old uh, Mike on the on the podcast here in the near future. We were talking and stuff, so we're gonna have him on there. But uh, nice, yeah, yeah. So it's you know none of us are perfect. That's kind of what I was, you know. It's sometimes just got to pick ourselves up and start over again. You know, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, fit farmer fit. That's what it is. Farmer fit. Um, <laughs> what's that what are you laughing at i was just laughing at you tom why you're funny because ah. you're like uh you know uh uh farmer uh yeah 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 <laughs> and that's why we're professional podcasters right I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we're professional podcasters we make all the money in the world that's right we're podcasters all the money in the world so yeah we're um julie um connected with Oh, Corinne down in Nashville. Her she runs Fit and Fat. Um, she lost a hundred pounds and and uh, really kind of like Kevin, but really focused on the on women's issues and everything. She found yeah. uh, that lady, and it's kind of an interesting uh, take on things. And she is kind of like Kevin Geary with what she talks about, and uh, she really gets into women's psychology and everything. And, um, you know, I think Kevin's got a real good program too. And, and really the, you know, get active for 30 minutes a day, you know, just start really yeah. simple. Right. And it's just a good blueprint. And like, uh, you know, he has recommended workouts, but this whole thing is just move, like yeah. you know, move, sleep, eat. Yeah. Yeah. And since joining his program, I mean, my sleep is a lot better. I got, I did take care of some issues, you know, got off my rear end and got this knee checked out and everything. And, and, uh, you know, really it comes back down to moving every day and not eating, eating all the crap in, in process crap, really, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a hundred percent in with that. I need, yeah, I need to eat more at home. I think, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's tough, you know, living at home, like we need to do, you know, Rich and I talk about getting more prepped and getting on a schedule because, yeah. you know, we have best sources of food. Um, I think one thing, like I've been eating so much pork, we need to get some beef, maybe <laughs> some different kind of meat just because it's like I, I bought within the past, you know, since 2016, I bought a hog and a half from Greg, yeah. half a hog from Fogel. Um, and then uh, my buddy... Shane, he was just kind of homesteading and him and I worked something out because we've been trading uh, eggs for uh, microgreens nice. and he had an extra pig and I said, dude, I, I could, you know, I'd, I'd like that. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so they're, you know, forced raise to try to stick with the, the nice small craft yep. homesteaders. And, uh, and I think that's, that's kind of it. And Luke Gross, I almost got some, I almost got a, 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 a hog from Luke Gross, but he, he lives in um, Indiana, so it's kind of a hike. Oh yeah, um, definitely. It was kind of just—I was kind of looking for a reason just to meet him. But I'm going to have him on the show um, pretty soon here as well. But yeah, I think um, you know, man, it's it's been an interesting couple years yeah. for me. Yeah. So I think you know, I went from being a guy that um, was kind of using the podcast to highlight a lot of other people. Yep. Um, because I felt like they were pretty inspirational people to you know, getting to the point to where it's like, okay, I, I'm, I'm doing this myself. Like I got to, I got to focus on myself. How do mm-hmm. I talk about myself on the show? And I, I just never been a fan of that. Like I've not, I've not been a fan of me getting on and necessarily just, just being like, I'm a, I'm an expert. And like, if you wanted to ask me questions about sales and stuff, like, you know, I'll repost interviews. Like if, if I think I sound good, um, but I mean, I repost them all now to, to like my Patreon page, just, just so people can have like a, 
kind of an in-depth um, thing of where Drew Sample goes. Yeah. And uh, not to speak about myself in the third person like a weirdo like I just did. But <laughs> Well, you, you just saw me verbal uh, verbal pulpery back, you know, as I was stalling. But, yeah, you can talk about yourself <laughs> right, third man. person, brother. Come on, keep it going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, um, yeah, so I think, I think for me in the podcast, it's kind of like I, I hit this thing to where when I first um, – was figuring stuff out. So unemployment ran out and yep. it was like, okay, Rich is here. Okay. I have to make this work. And there was a lot of work that needed done. I mean, I went from renting my land to owning my land. Yep. Um, you know, what I thought was going to make money wasn't actually what was in reality going to be making money. So there were, there was a lot of stuff, you know, I, I, I had the salad orders fell through and then I found a niche in microgreens and mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting because microgreens always made the most sense i just my hands are big and mm-hmm. i'm not very good at uh planting so rich i was something he really wanted to do and so he did that aspect and i just focused on sales cool and then in that's the process, a nice division of labor too i mean you go to your strengths right yeah it is but then it gets to the point too to where it's like okay so you know how do i give rich a day off I can't do any of Rich's stuff. Rich always has to do that. So that puts a lot of pressure on Rich. So I, I slowly had to figure out what, you know, I had to grow up a lot, man. Like yeah. I had to grow up and I had to, you know, understand that, hey, you're responsible for this. This is your farm. Rich is here to help, but Rich doesn't want a lot of like a, so a chef came and he met Rich and uh, we're kind of like figure out how to evolve because there's certain things that Rich grows that the chefs like. But I don't know how to market it. And I think the best bet now is, you know, come see the operation yeah, and then get existing chefs to get inspired by the, you know, the, the crops that we want to grow. Because I don't I don't think I'm going to be doing um, a lot of the, you know, normal commodity crops like the the, the radish and root mm-hmm. crops. And, you know, there is a market for root crops, but I'd rather, you know, stick with the idea of working with other farmers and continuing to kind of build that network. So I, you know, I I have a good relationship with uh, my local mentor, um, Joseph Swain at Swainway. And uh, so Swain and I kind of worked something out because he was, I was getting soil from him because he kind of had a facility to store it. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, man, you really need to probably start getting it by the pallet. Like you're making more money now. Like you need to... You need to you need to step this up, and it's going to save you money. Sure. So then I started doing by the pallet, and then him and I always have talks, and we you know we we have the same prices. We don't sell against each other. Um, we try to work together as much as possible. So I think you know we were really working on building something, and so he had hit me up and said, "Hey, do you know anybody that wants any of your restaurant customers want mushrooms?" And then I said, you know what, I'll, I'll ask. And then my old boss at the pizza place came through and who I've had on the show a couple of times, Luke. And, uh, you know, I don't want to call my boss anymore because he's just my friend. Sure. It's like a lot nicer. Yeah. It's one of those things <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm glad that like I don't work for you anymore because now we can just be friends. Yeah. So I was like, look, dude, if I work for you, there's always going to be a dynamic in my head that, you know, I can't get too close to you because ultimately right. you pay my bills. and I want us I don't, I, you know, I want us to have a a healthy working relationship. So, um, so he actually switched and he's buying. So I, I, it, it added quite a bit of business for Swain, like a nice, healthy weekly Mm -hmm. customer. So nice. That was pretty good, man. So it's, it's, um, you know, and, and I didn't really want anything in return. It was mainly kind of like a thank you. And so there's, there's certain farmers that I work with that it's like, now it's like, okay, this guy, I know if I refer him to my restaurant, can go in there and he's going to be, he's going to be, um, he's going to show up when he says he is and stuff like that. Cause that's been like, that's a trouble a lot of farmers, restaurants have with farmers is showing up and not doing that. And then, you know, now I'm like kind of after Hogtoberfest and kind of looking at the bigger picture, like I always had this idea like of, of you know, building like a homesteader network of being yeah. able to help them with sales. Um, I think that might still come, but I, <clears throat> I think too the co-op idea, which I'm, you know, I'm, I still really like. Um, it just takes time, man. Yeah, I think I wanted one thing with me in farming was I wanted to come in. I wanted to do a thousand things all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily what I was growing, um, but 
mainly on like the business end of things like you know aggregate let's create a co-op let's do this let's do that but it's like but let's uh you know let's stay in business first let's do let's do a full season okay now we got a full winter season so now it's like okay well let's sell out the indoor grow room and if i can sell out the indoor grow room then it's like okay now i can really expand the farmer's market business and now that's just extra money sure so i think you know, there's there's different things that um, there there are. It is uh, you know figuring we're figuring we're still figuring a lot of things out, and I think it's um, with when it comes to the farm. But you know, Rich and I just had our our uh, it was kind of it was supposed to be our annual meeting that happened last year, mm-hmm. but I think I think it, it was better that we did it this year, and I think you know it, it was, um, and I think he's he's happy. Like I'm, I'm constantly trying to work harder to figure out how I can compensate him more. Sure. Um, but also to making sure what I, making sure that I'm communicating with him on a weekly basis. Like we weren't having weekly meetings hmm. and it was something that like was stupid. So we weren't on the same page and then right. just make each other upset, like without even talking to each other. But now it's like, okay, so I know this needs to happen. So it's like, okay, so what needs done in the house? And, uh, I kind of, I kind of messed up cause I, I, I'm actually, I came up in Toledo. So I'm actually at my grandpa's old house. We're about yep. to clean it out. Yep. And so, uh, but I forgot to vacuum the furniture. So I kind of feel shitty about it, but it's like, but so, but now I know when I get home today, okay, we're going to go to Lowe's and we're going to buy some stuff if this check comes in. Um, and then the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to vacuum this furniture so that sort of deal. So that's, um, I don't know, man. Like it, it, it sounds silly cause it's like a lot of little things, but that's all, that's all businesses are. It's right. having relationships, maintaining relationships, letting the, the relationships develop. And the, those, those relationships generate you opportunity for you to make money. And I think that's, you know, if, if you go into business with the idea that this is about relationships and it doesn't matter the business, it's fine. I mean, that's something um, Greg Burns and I talked about. Like, Greg mm-hmm. has a lot of relationships sure across does. the country. Yes, he does. And so, and that's his that's his thing, and that's his bread and butter. Like, he doesn't do marketing for his business. He didn't even do marketing for his uh, when he was selling pigs. Like, he he would do a, a Facebook post or something like that, and then people would you know want to support him. So I I think you know it, on um. On a lot of levels, I think, you know, that's the idea. But now it's like for me, it's getting to the point to where, you know, I want I want this to be a business. I don't want this to be, you know, and Scott and I actually we just recorded a show. Um, I was going to I was trying to figure out how to do it live on YouTube. And then I was just like, dude, I don't want to waste any more of your time. I'll figure it out later. So and like, then we just like a Google it. Hangout type thing and, and run it live. Yeah. stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the rage. I'll 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 admit it. It's the rage going on these days. And then, yeah, I need to start posting the show to YouTube. I'm yeah. also going to post it to uh, BitTube, which is the decentralized YouTube. Which yep, you yep. can you can develop Tube, which your Tube crypto you can convert <laughs> into uh, Bitcoin, and then you can also convert it into cash. So, um, but so that's that's kind of like my plan with the show. One thing I wanted to do in this off season is just really double down on the podcast. I, I think last year I still had a lot of. Um, there was a lot of work I still need to do on myself. Like I was still mm-hmm. trying to figure out a lot of things and you know, the money situation, like I was still, I didn't have like, I didn't have enough business to take me through the winter. So then I had to, to figure out how, and thankfully I didn't owe taxes. So I could, you know, I, um, and I was supplementing my income with the pizza shop and delivering pizza. But now I don't, I don't, I don't work at the pizza shop. And sure. now I have, you know, 16 restaurants, going into the, the winter versus having three last winter. So, you know, I'm, I'm in a way better position. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and the reason why I brought up Scott was, you know, Scott actually likes doing the farming on his own. He said, you know, what I think I really want to do is farm part-time, you know, farm during the season and then do art and focus on other stuff during the winter. Well, yeah. And he's and, got his YouTube thing that's going, going pretty hot and heavy. And he was helping out some other folks with their content editing and that kind of thing. So I think he's got a, 
an interesting thing that's developing with all of his work that he's got on the side. And I knew I need to send a video back to him, by the way, because I sent I put up a video showing snow here in Minnesota and he was showing his nice, clear blue skies and wonderful green stuff. And he's like, this is reason 516 why Canada is better than Minnesota. <laughs> Damn, Scott. Yeah, Scott got my eye on you, Scott. <laughs> yeah, he's got that coastal weather. I think it's yeah. probably colder in Ohio than it is where he's at. Yeah, he, um, crazy isn't it because i yeah i talked to him like even in like curtis's climate versus his climate like curtis gets more sunlight where he's at than than scott does so scott's similar to me so outdoor growing outside i think you know you could probably do it here i just think it's a lot of work and man it sucks being outside in the cold oh yeah i like when it's cold because it's like the season of reflection it's the season to to figure out what's next to do for the season so um you know, so ultimately, man, I, what I'm working on, you know, because I, I started trying to learn how to make money in real estate and that's kind of basically for my future. And it's mm-hmm. like the more I learn, like I own a home now and I own land. So I should probably understand every aspect of what that means and every right. way that I could leverage that. And so I kind of go deep and dive deep. And it's like so because um, what I even do did to acquire my home was kind of like an advanced real estate investor move, hmm. but I just did it so I could, uh, I just did it just so I could not go back to corporate America. So, right, and, right. and I had, and I had people tell me, um, you know, the reason why you pulled that off so quickly was cause you didn't think that you couldn't. Huh. And, and that's that, an and interesting, like, that's huh. an interesting and mindset. You, yeah. Yeah. Because you didn't, you didn't look at the red tape. You weren't looking for red tape. You were looking for how can I make this happen? And right. You just kept asking questions. So, <clears throat> yeah. So I think, you know, I'd like to put more time into that, but I think that's, um, that's still, I think, you know, I, I when I look at that, it's like, I, I didn't, I didn't make money in farming until I'd been studying it for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And so like I was dabbling. Yeah, yeah, and and you could kind of pick that up a little bit in the podcast with you and Scott, where he was yeah. he had the system that he was putting in place, and you were struggling with, you know, clearing your backyard and getting that ready to go, and and then you know, oh, we got to go to the market, and then oh, that didn't work out too well, and oh, we got chefs, and oh, they're prima donna, you know, it was it was always this, there was something going on, you know, and it takes time to learn these things, and it's it's like podcasting and figuring out your voice. I mean, effectively, what I'm looking at here as I hear your story, I mean, it's like you're pivoting, you're 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 going out even you know with the farm and you're pivoting to microgreens or the podcast. You are going out to talk to like like I've done with Small Scale Life, where we've talked to get bring in a guest, and and then you're starting to pivot to that internal debate and discussion. And I know you've had some mindset folks on your podcast before and, and, you know, you're, you're getting introspective and thinking about yourself and your mindset and, and then you're going to launch off to the next phase. I mean, we're constantly pivoting. I mean, we're pivoting here at small scale life too. I mean, there's yeah. things where this is we're your gonna be fourth year, third year. Uh, we just had our third, uh, we are, about to have our third birthday here on the blog and then at the first of the year well this that'll be our four getting into our fourth year and and this year i really wanted to get a year's worth of shows out we're almost there uh we'll we'll have 52 shows here before before long and and we're 120 episodes in almost you know so um and what i found is having guests on really boost you know the the analytics you know but i don't know if we found our right niche yet our right voice yet you know it's it's yeah, it, but i'm having a lot of fun time. and i'm i'm meeting a lot yeah. of cool people and that's that's been a lot of fun for me too so that's the that's the point of it though man like the point of the podcast when i started it was to you know not kill myself yeah and it sounds really like it sounds pretty dark but it was like i didn't have much Oh, like kill yourself, kill yourself. Yeah, I didn't have much uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Wow. And and then I decided, you know, I'm going to do something finally. I bought this equipment and sat there and like I've become such a totally different person because of the podcast. Because it was like, you know, I I, I was a guy that would just wanted to know a lot of information and not take any any action on it. And now I'm like the opposite. Like I want to take action. I want to learn as I earn it something. And so, yeah. you know, f- for me with the podcast, it, it's, it's taken quite like this is, I just had my sixth anniversary. Um, there's an old RSS feed. If people really look for it where you can find where 
it was a lot of shows with my brother and I, mm-hmm. and then we had a we did a lot of different types of shows, and then we'd get drunk, and it's like <laughs> nobody really wants to listen to that. Like nobody wants it's, to. Listen it's a little to drunk funny for talk. a little. Yeah, it's a little funny for a little while, but then it just all falls apart. Yeah, been there, done that. Got the t-shirt a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so then you you know you want to. Um, it's 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 challenging because you want to. I don't I don't want to give it up. Yeah, and I think you know having patrons and having like this. So most recent hiatus I took this past season, um, you know, I wanted to get moving and I knew I wanted to kind of take it in the direction of real estate, mm-hmm. but it was like, I don't want it to just be about real estate though. Yeah. I, I don't want it to just be like, I don't think it needs. So this is what it, I, I figured out what it needed to become was, you know, I was going to these meetings and I was learning a lot and you know, the, 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 the comedy business that I have is still alive. I mean, hmm. we, we just went up to Canada and now oh, there's I saw three that. clubs. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. There's three clubs instead of one. So, you know, my buddy Joe's working his, his, his ass off and he is, he is, you know, doing everything he can to, to continue to make that work. And it's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not drawing anything from it, but you know, when, it, when we, when I'm, when I wanted to get that started and keep that business going, it was my way out because I knew I needed to focus on something else. So then I went to farming mm-hmm. and then my show just kind of became about farming. Yep. And that's when I started getting the most of that. And I was just like, dude, I'm so sick of talking to farmers because <laughs> now, I, now I farm. Yeah. Like now I'm actually doing it. Like I'm right. not like talking to these guys to say, what are you doing? And what's this and what's that to kind of get directions, you know, and I, I'd still like to have some farmers on and like, there's, you know, there's like, I still don't like I, I think, you know, it's still cool to, to go back and talk to Scott, you know, every other month or every month and have kind of a recap of what's going on. And I think and, you know, it, it was challenging because, you know, we, it, a lot of this stuff depends on me putting in the work to post it. And I think um, I, I avoided it. And it's like if I just edit the same day that I record yep. and get it posted it's fine or get it in the can it's good to go right right so yeah I'm and and, to, and i think growing up man yeah yeah <laughs> and i think i think that's a mind i mean when i started this and doing all the editing and stuff on my own i mean i did another show it was a really political based and i did it with another guy and he did all that back end work and he would spend like four hours doing it and there's been shows at least when i first started took a long time to take out all the uhs and uhs and you know the awkward pauses but that's reality i keep that in yeah Yeah, it's it's kind of reality like all that sputtering i did before i think i'll just leave that in and it's you know (laughs) and now because i'm out in the field a lot more you know looking driving across minnesota wisconsin i've I've been taking a little recorder with me and been recording on the road which has been kind of fun and it it helps you do a little more um, instead of a scripted discussion, it's more of a off the cuff talking. And, uh, I think that helps too, you know, helps that coming up with things to say and try not to say the same things five times in a little different ways. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, my, all my little sayings that I, I have, uh, <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Like they keep coming out. Like there was some in the article, like a lot of that stuff, like my, people hear what you say not what you keep hear what you they don't hear what you say there you keep saying yeah um a lot of that stuff's like stuff that i stole from older professionals and different uh different business ventures that i was a part of and 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 so uh i'm trying to you know i gotta start creating my own yeah my own little my my own little sayings but uh uh i don't know i think it is, it's good to, it's good to, to take action. So you're, because I mean, essentially your podcast is, I guess it's an art form. It is. Um, yeah. So you want, you want to keep your stuff fresh mm-hmm. as, as Kanye West would say, we want to keep this positive. So you want to keep stuff fresh. You want to keep yeah. stuff. Um, do you want to, you want to, you, you want, I want my perspective to always, I don't, I don't want to be in a position where I'm, I'm talking to everybody about the ketogenic diet because I'm obsessed with it because you can only have so many hours of different people about the ketogenic diet. And then it's like, so, you know, so I think that what it comes down to is, is, you know, you have to be putting yourself out there to kind of challenge yourself and, and, and becoming aware of different things. So then it, it, 
because ultimately like the podcast for me is it's a reflection of what I'm doing and what I'm thinking and it's right. kind of like a an archive of my life yeah but it's also a networking tool so mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to use it to, to tie every every interest that I have into one thing hmm. and like and just try to to make it uh, be something that's kind of cohesive in the same uh, kind of I guess in the same um, I don't know ethos not ethos but whatever yeah e- ethereal type of thing not to get too out there I feel like I'm just jabbering. That's all right. It's good. It's good to hear. You. It's been a while since I've jabbered with you, my friend. I mean, no, this is and this is good stuff. And and as for everybody who's out there, um, Drew on the samplehour.com, he just posted a new interview with our buddy Michael Jordan, the the one and only Michael Jordan, which is months old, by the way. Oh, just wow. for people to know. Wow. Yeah, like but, I, I've got a couple episodes that are from a few months. I recorded a few months ago, but I. It's just like I, I wasn't. I didn't want to start posting again until yep. I was ready to, to yeah. go full full tilt. Yeah, and that's and that's something I wanted to talk to you about. So when you introed that podcast, because I started listening to it, and uh, of course I got to mention, so I've got a big smile on my face. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it's um, you said you've you've stripped out all affiliates on your stuff. And, yeah, uh, like yeah, I think yeah, I just want it to be value for value. Hmm. I, th- I think it's like, you know, Greg Burns is going to still come on the show and we're still going to plug Nature's Image Farm. Yep. And I'm sure he'd still have a 10 percent discount code for Nature's Image Farm with the sample hour. But, you know, I I don't need I, I don't want Greg to feel like he has to pay me money. I just yeah. want to generate him business. Right, right, right. And, and so it's like in, instead of it being an affiliate, um, you know. He could be just a guest and we can always plug his show. Right. You know, or plug his business. You know what I mean? Like, that, yeah. I'm okay with that. Like, that's that's fine. But ultimately, you know, value for value, it's a concept Charles Hugh Smith talks about. He doesn't call it value for value. But it, that's, that's essentially what it is. The, the guy who's really kind of coined that, um, you know, the, the, the godfather of podcasting, Adam Curry. Okay. So Adam Curry is uh, him and John C. Dvorak do this show, No Agenda, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a media deconstruction. It's kind of my it's my favorite show right now. Um, it's pretty good media deconstruction. I mean, they're they're it's it's, you know, Rich always makes a good point, you know, because Rich gets lost in the, the weeds of words, which it's actually pretty good that he does. Like he takes things pretty literally. Yeah. And that's always good. To, that's a good voice to have around you. Yeah. And um so he's like, it should be called the no hidden agenda show. But it, it's like, but the idea is that there's no agenda because they don't get corporate funds. It's all uh, listener based, but they've been doing it for like 10 years. Sure. Um, but yeah, so no agenda. They do the value for value network and, you know, and um, Brett Vinat kind of pretty much does that too. I mean, he's with school sucks. I mean, he's a hundred percent funded from his listeners but right. he also brings out a lot of valuable content so. he does and i think he's got doesn't he have like different uh, membership levels where you can get different programs or homeschooling documents or something i think he's got some offerings does he doesn't he not really oh okay. he's, i think he's trying to go to that I, okay. I think he'd like to do that but gotcha. uh, that's that's a good that's a good that's a good that's a good question for brett yeah um, there you go <laughs> he's, a, he's a good friend of mine so uh, oh i know i know same yeah, with, I, same yeah, with Kevin good. Gary, where he set up his different, you know, different services and, you know, rebooted body was just one bucket where he had, I think he yeah. had some parenting stuff, which fell off. And then now he's got the yeah. uh, six figure grind you know, in it, the 250K society and, and all the other stuff he's got going on. Yeah, he's a product of his product. Like his his whole thing is he wants to stay fresh. Mm-hmm. He wants to stay he like I, I'm coming to the realization that I need to create a calendar and I just need to um, not necessarily become a slave to my calendar, but, you know, stay to a calendar like a lot of productivity. People say that, like, you know, have a calendar because it's like, you know, I want to have a calendar. You know, I'm working from this time to this time. That's it. And I need to do that for me. Uh, yeah. I need to make sure Rich is doing that, too. Like mm-hmm. that's something like doing these real estate things, you know, listening to these guys that make a bunch of money. You know, yes, they are trying to sell courses but the the one day courses aren't bad and it's like i'm a newbie so i've I've gained a pretty good education in real estate investing 
for for a low cost. So like I, I joined like the local real estate investor association, which is called a uh, Cori in um, Columbus, Ohio. Oh. Um, you know where the six fourteen magazine is. Oh yeah, the six fourteen. <laughs> for for all of my listeners, Drew was Drew and Rich uh, were featured in the six one four Columbus dot com, which I called it six fourteen Columbus dot com, which I kind of liked better than and I was corrected, but they were re- yeah, recently focused in there. Six one four is our area code. Yes. Like we were in a, I was in Stock and Barrel magazine. So and uh, they spelt Rich's name wrong, which is pretty funny. Oh, hey, at least <laughs> But I'll have links in the, in the show notes for all that, and it's a good article. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, and you had a good quote, and which kind of t- ties into relationships. I thought your quote was good. People who go into business for themselves focus too mm-hmm. much on on the money. Success yeah. comes from building relationships. If you take care of customers, uh, the money will be there, and that's what makes the difference. I think that's pretty. Yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was in sales for ten years. Um, it's, uh, you know, now I'm now I've been a business owner for two years. So I, I think, you know, I, I think it's, um, you know, I've, I've grown quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's all it is. I mean, you know, I don't. I think, you know, what, it gets scary when you want to try to replace yourself and not oh, yeah. be a be a slave. I mean, you know. Greg and I haven't been able to hang out because I'm busy and he's busy. Oh, yeah. Like I used to have a lot more time. So be like, yeah. oh yeah, dude, I can come by. You know, I, I have a set schedule nine to five. It's like, right. man, I don't really have a set schedule and man, I'm always hustling because it's like, even though like the business is generating money now, like that money's going right to like mm-hmm. infrastructure that we need right now or, right. Hey, we got to buy seeds or, you know, it's okay. I mean, I'm improving my house and I'm improving yeah. my land and it's, it's, it's stuff, but it's like, um, you know, I'm okay with it. I, I need to, to, I'm still trying to figure out how to be more smaller scale mm-hmm. to keep tie this into small scale life. I mean, the, being small scale is why I can live the life that I live. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't, I don't make shit for money. Like I, I don't like it's, but I'm okay with it. I don't, it's not about money. Money gives you options. I still live yep. a pretty luxurious life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I have relationships. Right. That's true. And and it sounds like it. I mean, you can't barter with someone unless you have a good relationship with them. And, you, and it's that value to value thing again. And that's something that us city slickers, we've gone away from a lot is the bartering thing. And maybe I have. I don't know. I, I don't see a lot of bartering going on around my neighborhood or anything. But it's something that... I see a lot of farmers doing or people out in the rural areas, you know, Hey, I've got a bunch of wine over here. Okay, great. I've got this chicken over here. Okay. Let's trade and away you go, you know, and, and, or labor even, Hey, I've got this part of a cow. Great. I need all this done. Okay, great. Let's, let's barter, you know, and, and trade our expertise and our resources, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been good. I, you know, we, one thing that there is, uh, I was on the farm even like, well, farmer's markets, I, I barter all the time. Okay. Like if I don't have enough to barter, then I'll pay cash for something. Sure. Um, like I, uh, the pie man, I'll give the pie man a plug. So he makes the best pies. So I want to bring a nice, one of his Dutch apple pies to, uh, the, um, Hogtoberfest. Sure. So I had to pay him, but I, I also traded him for a little pie. So, nice. or like there's a, there's a donut, there's this guy who makes cake donuts and they're, they're just delicious. I mean, like he, delicious. he's a, he's a private chef, That's uh-huh. his full-time gig. And, um, this is kind of his part-time gig and his wife's in it. And it's like, man, people that are at the farmer's market, they see, we don't see, we don't, our worldview isn't all identical, but we see it similar enough that where it's like, man, isn't. God, normal people are weird. They want to go to college, get all this debt. Oh God! Yeah, don't remind me. I've had this discussion (laughs) with my youngest, who is plopping going down that path, and you know, but to each his own, and they've got to figure that out, right? They got to figure who who they are, who they are, and what they want to do out. But whoosh, whoosh, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of debt. You know. Well, especially now. I mean, it'd be different if it was you know fifteen years ago Mm -hmm. when I was starting college. Yep. It oh, was yeah. pretty affordable back then. It was. And even then it was, it was, it was still going like you can't, some people can work and pay for their own school. Um, I mean, I, I congratulate them. I mean, I'd rather get scholarships. I mean, I'd rather oh, yeah. somebody else pay for it. Yeah. 
But I don't know. I mean, I've gotten a way better education just actually interacting with the real world and um, getting different jobs uh, and getting education through that or going yep. to different workshops. And I mean, I, I was at a restaurant the other day and it's a young kid and he's on the line and every I don't know, I'm like the cool guy because I bring the microgreens. I'm like the hood <laughs> farmer, whatever. Nobody's heard of me, but they think everyone should hear me, which is pretty cool. Drew Sample, so, hood uh, farmer. <laughs> yeah, and so I go, and this guy goes, so did you go to school for this? So I was like, no, no, neither of us did. Yeah. Uh, I was like, Rich, uh, Rich is just crazy and he, he loves this stuff and he's obsessed with plants and, and ecology and he, he loves it. I think he, he definitely has the equivalence of a, of a bachelor's degree with his level of education that he's given himself, if not more, if not probably a master's degree. Uh, me, I mean, I, I didn't go to school for business, sales, any of that stuff. I did, you know, I, but man, I, I could, you can see the books. I can tell you all the books I've read. I can yeah. tell you what books to read. I can tell you who to study. I can, you know, I'm really working hard now and like negotiating and influence still. Like I just read, uh, Chris Voss's book, never split the difference. Um, he was like a hostage negotiator. Oh, wow. And, uh, and then he just started applying it to business and it was like, mm. So it's, he was on, uh, he's been on a few podcasts. So it's like, you know, I think, you know, you can give yourself an education. I, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. My skills, like sure. I have a gregarious personality. So sales kind of goes with that, but man, you don't have to be gregarious to be good at sales. I mean, and honestly, like I'm mainly trying to tone things down when I got a sale because I'm a large guy and I mm-hmm. can be larger than life and I don't, and I have to be aware of that. Right. Like right. it's like in, Cause I don't know how I make people feel like just based on my energy when I come in and stuff like that. So no, that's a, that's a really good point. And even as a, you know, my training, I went to college to be an engineer, a civil engineer. So when I left school, I entered the consulting world and you know, you go from a very technical environment at school and then you jump right into consulting and it's as a young engineer, it's very technical right up front But as you progress, as you move up the chain, you know, you become uh, you're the you're the grunt doing all the clicking and and writing and all that stuff. And then you move into uh, like group leader, not group leader, but like project director or project leader and or squad leader. Then you move into project management. And then as a project manager, you're running the projects and then you start to get into sales. And as you move up that chain, it's more, it goes from technical goes way down and sales goes way up. And there is no training anywhere on sales in these consulting firms. Yeah, they don't train you either. They don't train you how to write a proposal. They don't train you how to, to talk to clients. They don't tell you how to do anything. And a lot of these engineers are pretty horrendous. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty horrendous. <laughs> they're great at the technical side, people side, not so much. <laughs> so um, I had to do a lot yeah, of re- reading to, and learning I, on my it, own, you know? Yeah, I think uh, proposals are, man, it was kind of weird. When I was in corporate America with the proposal thing, I never, I just kind of, we kind of just got to the point that it was a waste of time and cable. Like, it's like, look, this is a simple decision. Yeah. Um, this is what it is. This is what it gives you. This is how much it is at this rate for yeah. this many years. That's it. If I'll be more than happy in conference call me, but get, let me talk to someone. Right. That's always it. You don't need to read anything. Let me talk to someone and I'll answer questions. If you want to get an expert involved, I'll go get the sales engineer and we'll, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think the, the biggest thing is, is just getting in front of people and talking to them. Yeah. I think that's like for sales. I mean, like that's, I mean, I, I, this one guy, he's going to be on the show, Bill Cook. Um, he was a, he's a real estate investor and he got all of his investments by knocking on doors. Oh. He'd go door knocking. Yeah. I've heard, and like, I've heard that technique. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, he did it from, um, he, he did Electrolux vacuums and he has, he had to switch from sales to investing and that's a totally different thing hmm. cause you're trying to buy stuff. Yeah. And it's been, um, it's actually, it's a lot more fun. So that's why like I've been like, I've called a bunch of banks. I'm mainly doing it. Man, I really want to do it just to get the skill set. Like Bill Cook, I mean, that dude, I mean, so, it was when I when I spent time with him, I'm like, man, this guy reminds me like an older version of me. But his whole thing was <laughs> he writes, he, he he's like, you're not going to, you're not going to make investments. 
you're not going to get rentals if you're not making offers and you're not going to make offers if you're not talking to people. So you don't need to get on the internet and investigate rental rates of the area. Just go and talk to the neighbors. Yeah. And we went, so I went with him and we went to this neighborhood he'd never been in and we knocked on doors. The first house we stopped at was a contractor. They own the, they own the facility. They came in and uh, they showed us around the ladies like the interior designer and they really enjoy it. And then he just, he basically just interviewed him. And it was just like, it was just like what we do on the podcast. He just talks to people and he gets them talking and there's techniques you can do oh, yeah. like to, to get people to talk to you more, which is, you know, you repeat the last few words that they say and they'll just keep talking and then they'll or, just keep talking. That's right. <laughs> no. So, so let's, let's dig into this a little bit here. So you, cause I'm, I'm thinking, so you've got, You've got the the farm stuff or the microgreens, yeah. and are you doing yeah. are you doing any salad mix anymore, or is it just all microgreens? So I did. I was buying salad mix from another farmer friend, and then um, he he was trying to figure out his situation, yeah. so it wasn't really working out. So we once we pulled the garlic out, I did a I had salad, not nearly as much, but sure. yeah, I mean my my customers love the salad. I I don't. I'd like to grow it more. It's not going to be the main focus, though. I okay. think it's. It all depends. I mean, once we get irrigation set up, if it's mm-hmm. not costing, if it's not driving my water bill through the roof like it did before, yeah. then yeah. Okay. Um, but otherwise, I'd prefer us to, to do more just stuff that Rich enjoys growing. Yep. yep. Um, and capitalize because it's on that. Like, yeah, but also, I mean, like that's that's the point, right? I mean, this yep. whole permaculture thing, you know, people are like, oh, you can't make money in it. And it's like, well, we, we haven't really learned how to market these plants yet. Right, right. So, I mean, it, it takes time. You have to get your foot in the door with something people know, like microgreens, before you can get into perennial vegetables. I mean, I have one chef that wants to start using plantain, and he wants me to grow this stuff called ice lettuce. Hmm. And uh, he's got he wants he wants some cool weird shit. And we'll see how much the seed is, and we're we're gonna and I want to work with him, but also like you know, Rich is trying to figure out what perennial plants or or survive well. And we had this. Uh, Rich really likes pineapples. We have this pineapple sage. It's like a hummingbird hmm. attractor. Oh, but it, it the way I mean it by the time it was ready, it, like we had to crop it out. Like the flowers oh. were just out for a little bit. Yeah, but um, you know the one chef came and he he grabbed a bunch of this sage and said, "Oh, I think we could do an infusion with liquor." And he was just so excited to take it back. And then hmm. I went to the restaurant and the 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 guy that. The, like one of the bar managers who's like, I think, I, I don't know his title. I think it's like the beverage manager. Sure. So they're in charge of like making infusions and stuff. Sure. He was all excited and he wants to come out to the farm and it's like, yeah, man, I mean, just anytime. Yeah. Just here's Sweet my number. Guy. Call, yeah, you can come, come see it. Like we're, we're not, um, we're pretty full disclosure. Like, you know, we're not, we're not here to hide. Yeah. You know, Everything's you come to the farm. Okay. So we got farming. Then we've got the podcast. And you're going to mm-hmm. keep rolling on that, focusing a little bit more on your in um, on you, and then also these add the real estate pieces into there too, and some of that you know explore some other areas there. Um, yeah, and then, and then and then you've got this real estate piece, but it you know I'm thinking flipping, but now you're talking rentals. So you so no, um, I don't I don't want to do rentals. I mean, my focus oh. is mainly going to be notes. So. What I would like to do is so you can invest in notes. So it's like seller carryback notes. So what a seller carryback note is, is let's say you buy a house from somebody on owner finance. Okay. So with that owner finance, um, depending on your state, there's, there's a lot of things they can do, but essentially they become your bank. Oh, the contract for deed type stuff. Yeah. So there's a few things you could do. Yeah. So contract for deed. Um, what I did was it was a, that was pretty much what I did with my grandfather was it was a note. It was a deed for note deal is the way to put it. But basically okay. he has a note, the estate now has a note and mortgage for my property and I own the property, but instead of paying my mortgage to a bank, I pay it to my family's estate. Ah, okay. So you, there's people though, there's a lot of estates that run into this and people want to cash those out. So mm-hmm. let's say there's $40,000 left on my mortgage. It's a 10% interest rate or an 8% interest rate. Yeah. I think in Minnesota they're capped at around eight or something like that. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like usually I think that's kind of standard, but you know, I'm, these are just all numbers so that you can, um, so you could, you could go and that person could actually sell it to me 
for $30,000, even though it owes 40. But that's because I need to make sure that I can get a return on my investment. And they're pretty happy because they've probably already made more than what the house is worth mm-hmm. based on interest and everything else like that. And then, um, so then that note goes to, now I own that and that's just passive residual income that I have. Hmm. And I don't, uh, I don't have to worry about fixing toilets, renters, anything like that. These people have homes. Now, eventually those run out yep, because yep. those people own their home right? or I might get cashed out because those people refinance. And right. at that point I can just go and buy another note. Huh. So I see. Yeah, that's kind of so what I'm more interested you're in. You're kind of like, like the angel investor, so to speak. Yeah, uh, I'd rather be I'd rather be a bank. I yeah. mean, banks seem to make a lot of money. So <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't tell by their massive buildings, how they name every stadium and have great furniture inside each one of their offices. I couldn't tell that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And banks, I mean, so they're banks are in the real estate business. Oh yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't they don't they don't have landlord they're not landlords, they don't have tenants. But man, they'll come. They own houses because they take your house when you don't pay. Yeah, they do. They'll take your car, your house, your boat, everything. Yeah, exactly. So, so that was kind of it. And I think hmm. um, another reason too, man, is I don't like. I'm uh, if Mario, the economy can't be this good for no. much longer. No, 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 no. I mean, and that's, the, bu- the bubble's got to burst. And I, and for me, it's like you know, in two thousand eight, I knew that the mortgage industry was that. I didn't know how to go and short yep. short. Uh, short a mortgage, how to short a company to make money on that. I didn't know how to go make money in real estate. Yep. I knew that there was opportunities, but I didn't know how to do it. Yep. So I saw a lot of people make a lot of good money and, uh, change their, their, their family's economic life, like stance or their position, economic position for, you know, if they mark their, if they they keep they're smart with what they're doing for the rest of their lives. So that's kind of it, man. I mean, I want yeah. to be an entrepreneur. Like, yeah. I'm not. So. Well, and, it's, and it's, it's again, it's value for value where they're not going to the bank to get a, a loan. You're going to, you know, you're part yeah. of that equation. And, I, you know, I come from a long line of. Oh, did I just lose you? <laughs> I just lost him. All right. Bringing it back. So anyway, what happened is I just lost your sample here. We're going to bring him back into the podcast. <laughs> of course. Um, I was just winding up and saying that, um, you know, my family is, comes from, a, I come from a long line of people that owned, bought and sold properties, and then also did a lot of contract contract for deed uh, type real estate. And they built their own little I'd hate to say empires, but they built their own little um, lives that way. And and it really was a small little empire, whether it was in central Wisconsin, down in Florida, or here in the Twin Cities. They had rental properties that brought in income, but they also held notes and they paid for several years on into the future as people paid off those properties. So, um, you know, it is a way to go and it's a way to bring in income, like you said. So, yeah. 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 So, so I, I wanted to just kind of like, I just want the show to kind of be um, like, cause I'm going to have, you know, we're going to talk about trading too. And just yeah. like for the, the commissions or the, the direction that trading is going in, especially with things like Robin hood and everything, it's, it's, it's people have opportunities now. You don't need, you know, you can make your own decisions and, yep. you know, people are going to lose a lot of money in the process, but people have always been losing money. But, you know, I would like to, kind of set up okay what do you do to kind of get started and what what is like something safe and i'm not i'm not a professional by any means i'm a amateur um in both fields but you know i'm still learning and i think that's it so it's kind of like staying with the everyday man kind of idea right right and i think you know you'll have your disclaimer in there hey i'm just a professional i'm just a peer i'm just like you and i'm learning along with you and this is documenting what i'm doing don't take any of this financial advice as gospel truth and i'm not a professional planner blah 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 <laughs> yeah, be yeah good exactly. to go. don't be don't just be an adult yeah like right? you know that's a yeah 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 and i you know for us here at small scale life we're going to still stay away from politics like uh you know dracula away from the sun and uh and garlic and all that kind of thing and it's just the third rail and, and, uh, you know, we're going to be doing a little more talking about mindset and, you know, parts of the small scale life. And, you know, we're, we've just started, 
you know, I didn't make Hocktoberfest, and I'm really sad about that. It was sucked. I really wanted to come out and meet everybody. But we're starting to build stuff here. And uh, we had our first, you know, connected with the folks over at Yellow Hutch Farm, bought a bunch of their chicken. It was really cool. and met with some other people down here in the local food scene. So not that I'm going to be producing anything for, you know, microgreens or anything like that, but just connecting people. I think that's uh, that's really cool and really exciting. You still be a part of a community. Right, people exactly. St- people, they still need educated buyers so they can say, yeah, this is why I buy this. Right, right, exactly. And I've got a microphone. I've got, we've already got an audience. People like listening to the show for some, for some strange reason. They like to listen, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's fun and I enjoy it, you know, and that's the thing too. I really enjoy getting on the mic and talking to people. I think it's cool, so... Good stuff, my friend. Very cool. Yeah. Let's see. What else Well, on my sheet here, my friend? Uh, we talked about weight loss. We talked about the 614. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about the farm. We talked about the farm. Yeah. So this is all good. So, um, you know, sorry that your grandfather passed away. That was really sad. Before you go, can you, is there one lesson learned that you learned from him? Something that you would want to tell your audience, my audience, people out in the world? Is there, I mean, and this is pretty, this is a little emotionally charged, but something, yeah. something that you learned. I know he was a mentor to you and, and uh, I'd be curious to do what you think. Well, the thing with him that he always said is um, always laugh at yourself Um but the you know the, the 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 thing that always stands out is you know Paul said if I had to come back and do it all over again I wouldn't want to be anybody else but me yeah yeah so I mean I think you know he he loved his life hmm. and he taught me how to love and love life so I think you know I think that's that's the biggest thing you know hugs go a long way laugh at yourself love your love your life because it's the only one you're gonna have. That's really good. I really like that, man. That's awesome. Thanks. Man. Yeah, yeah. Julie asked me the other day. She's like, "So, if you're, you know, because we got married young, we had Danny real young, and she's like, do you ever think about what where your life would be?" And I was like, "No, never thought about it. You know, this is what we're doing. Yeah. This is what this is what we're doing. I never thought about it." And uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like I, you know, I almost moved out to Texas. So I was going to move out with my huh. buddy. Um, we were, we were in talks about it. He was living in the Austin area and then yeah. he actually fell asleep behind the wheel and, oh. uh, passed. So like he, he kind of like, there was kind of like, I don't this before I started the show. And, uh, so it was kind of like, you know, sometimes I was thinking like, what would my life be like? But it's like, man, like it, it all worked out. Like yeah. I, I, if I would have moved away, I couldn't have been as close to my family. Yep. I couldn't have had as much time with my grandfather. I yep. couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't own my house. I couldn't be doing my farm. I wouldn't have my podcast. I wouldn't, you know, I do think what, what would life have been like had I found light at the end of the tunnel sooner, but I don't, I don't know if I'd be as motivated. I don't know yeah. if, if I would, if I had the right lessons that were learned. Yeah. Yeah. That needed to be learned. So I think, I think sometimes you know, we go through those trials and tribulations to learn something and, and hopefully tell some other people about it and share with them. You know, I think about some of the things we've been through in the past five years and it's like, good Lord. I mean, not as bad as some, I mean, look at all the folks down there and on the Gulf coast right now that lost everything, but you know, we had some pretty tough times too, but we learned a lot along the way, you know? Absolutely. So cool. Um, anything, any questions for me, my friend? Um, no questions for you, my man. Just uh, let me know when you put this out, and yeah. I'll uh, I'll share it on my feed as well. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll kick you over the audio so you can throw it up there, and you can have one more piece of content or whatever. So, you know, thanks, man. Yeah, I yeah. Appreciate it. Get you going. Get you going. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. I mean, listen to the show if you uh, like my show. You know, value for value. I'm just asking a dollar a year. I think I, I think or a dollar a month. Yeah. I think I think I at least provide a dollar a month. So that's about twelve bucks a year on Patreon. Yeah, um, I want to get to a thousand people. You can give me more if you want, but uh, yeah, let me earn it. So yeah, I gotta absolutely. Make sure I'm putting putting out content regularly. So right, and you've had some great guests. I've been on the show. I know Charles Hugh Smith was great. <laughs> I love the way you did. That. I know, right? That's it's been awesome. Guests, like me, you like me, <laughs> Michael Jordan, Greg Burns. I mean, you were one yeah. of my first uh, 
first guys hooked up through Instagram, as a matter of fact. So imagine that's that. right. Yeah. So and you thought I was somebody else. <laughs> I was jealous. I was jealous because you were talking to Scott because you heard him on my show, but yeah. you didn't invite me on your show. Yeah. No, it's great. I, no. It's, and you were. Yeah. I love having you on, man. That's good. It's been too long, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. We've been talking about doing this. Yeah. We both had to reschedule. Ugh, yeah, I know. Some crazy, crazy stuff happened that that we were late getting this recorded today, but I think it all worked out anyways. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you got stuff on your agenda, so I appreciate you carving time out of your day to be on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, made my day, man. Yeah. You're good, well, man, cool. Mr. Sample. <laughs> you are too, Mr. <laughs> come, Dahmers. Come back on anytime. We'll talk about Sample Hour and and microgreens and 614 Columbus. <laughs> that sounds good to me. That can be... That could be the, uh, the the podcast title six fourteen actually spelled out. Yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> A show title right there. Cool, dude. Well, good luck with Bye, all buddy. your endeavors here. We're gonna be watching you, and uh, you know, as, as stuff comes up, you know, let us know. We'll be uh, happy to share stuff over on the Small Scale Life Media Network. So we're happy. Sounds to, good, man. We'll ha- we'll help you be a part of it. Bring it up. Yeah, you bet, man. You bet. Well, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Tom. You make it a great day, brother. You too. sound like a dumbass all the time so yes yes